0: and what about dynamite okay because it's a major discovery and what i mean how did they discover humans how did they discover it so here we see like do we see dynamite in nature no we don't see it in nature anybody need dynamite no nobody needs dynamite because it's a very scary thing so what is the disprove okay they have made a claim fine okay i am telling that there is no evidence okay that is not the only let us let us let, let us check what is the data so here like uh crackers mm, yeah so in rigveda i have given the numbers here they are talking about uh, rigveda is very very ancient uh, from india and in this in, in this uh, rigvedic hymns uh, uh, they are saying like first uh, the concept of we get uh, indra indra then they explain indra is another name is pulandara so here like again i want to quote a research done by lead university uk and these people what they did there is a paper also that i have shared I share it with you also so it is uh, they came to india to find out how these people make the components of uh, dynamite like uh, um, potassium nitrate and uh, other things like saltpeter where are the mines of sulfur so how did they mix up because sulfur mines is somewhere in tamil nadu and they are making uh, salt petra in Gujarat so my topic today is dynamic uh, dynamite it's an excellent scientific discovery of ancient india and uh, we need to highlight this because uh, it is a very major attribute of our civilization and uh, i have done some research study on this topic i would like to present my results okay so first uh, let us understand what is a discovery and what is an invention uh, because i mean uh, this is the basic uh, um, uh, terminology so discovery is discovering what exists in nature it exists already but we don't know and we suddenly discover it for example like uh, we can dis- we discovered gold gold was naturally available in the uh, nature in some pure form and it was discovered. Similarly, American continent was discovered. American continent exists but uh, uh, Europeans discovered it. So, this is where the context of discovery word comes. Similarly, like we have oil fields. Oil was there in the earth and it was discovered. Similarly, salt was discovered and we have another terminology invention. So invention is to find something new that is not known before. So that we do, again, like you said, lack of knowledge. So we don't know, and we we spike st- 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 some new knowledge, and that is a uh, invention. Mostly it has fo- it, ha- but this invention word has a focus on human creativity. So we are the reason for this invention because this is not available or uh, naturally known, and uh, Humans, because of their intellectual ability, they are discovering this new knowledge, for example, like just to understand for uh, you easily mysore park is a sweet, and uh, humans discovered it humans found it okay so this new mysore park is a sweet doesn't uh, exist in nature, so they did not like it was already there they simply find it that is not the that is not the thing. So they use their some intellectual knowledge to mix something and and, uh, come out with a new product. So that is why we call it as invention. So this is the difference between invention and discovery. So similarly, like we can have cancer medicine for cancer. So these are all inventions. Yeah, it's uh, a major discoveries and inventions. So the first one major point was fire I was uh, uh, discussing. The first main discovery was fire. Fire exists in nature. But humans uh, discovered how to start and extinguish the fire. So that is the in, new, new part, new knowledge. And it gave rise to cooking. So we cook food and eat while the other animals uh, just eat raw uh, raw uh, food. So that is how we are distinguished humans and other animals. And uh, you know, I mean, every, we, we, culinary things we enjoy and the uh, cooking is a major thing for uh, human uh, civilization. And uh, this uh, fire, controlled fire enabled us to uh, enjoy this. So again second may and also it gave us uh, this kind of security because using war, fire we can uh, threaten other animals and uh, and uh, we can uh, protect ourselves from uh, attacks. So fire also helped uh, in a major thing, major way to bring security to the human civilization because the, uh, earlier they were hunter-gatherers and fire helped them to settle. Then second main discovery was wheel. So you know, I mean, three-tongued uh, trunks are available in nature, but they are not exactly like a wheel. Of course, it helps to probably to visualize how the wheel should be. Uh, but then there's a refined wheel formed, and that is the invention. And uh, that gave us to the concept of transport. So human race became mobile, and they could spread from uh, a limited space to uh, across the world. So that is a major step in the human civilization so third main discovery was iron iron again gave uh, iron is naturally available but uh, it was very in a few fragments it was discovered in meteorites so to refine iron from uh, raw ore is a invention and it's a discovery again discovery plus then invention then it gave rise to what is the use it gave rise to strong tools and weapons and because of that the human civilization could cut the forest and make a uh, uh, civilizational space in the world, in the wild world. So again, like they they could be able to cut the tree, uh, then stone, wood, any other hard material and that enables humans to make a bigger civilizational step. So then the fourth main discovery is currency because uh, currency enabled uh, trade and commerce and uh, so seashells was available. That is the beginning of uh, currency. Seashells were used uh, for the currency. So, for example, like uh, how, how do you use the seashells? They were using some special patterns. Only seashells of this pattern, or this size, or this shape, uh, they are valuable, and uh, that has to be exchanged for uh, as a um, your currency. And uh, that is a seashells were available. So that is discovered seashells, but it's used as a mode of uh, commerce like uh, for example to use it as a currency is an invention and that you know i mean today we have the entire uh, wealth creation because of this uh, invention then fifth main discovery was dynamite because till then what was happening was small trade uh, like the tribal wars used to happen like some hundred people fighting with another hundred people even with uh, copper and uh, bronze tools they couldn't really kill people i mean i don't i mean if they're big and they have small weapons they couldn't able to really harm much only after the invention of a uh, sword uh, iron sword uh, they are able to make a um, i mean bigger uh, dis- conquest and then armies were formed then uh, human could able to conquer so then uh, after these iron tools and things then again a dynamite came and dynamite or gunpowder whatever you can say and that really helped uh, to conquer the Mm, uh, your opponents. The pro- the the important thing is like see mm. naturally people were in forest area they were fortifying with uh, your trees. Then uh, iron came and with the iron they could be able to destroy the this again wood. But then what these people did? Uh, some intelligent people in the defense of their uh, city, their towns or whatever fortification they started using uh, hard stone. So you build forts with hard stones then how will you destroy that and break break the, the, the fortification and enter uh, this uh, settlements so for that it was uh, bottleneck because iron also was not helpful in uh, destroying this fortification only dynamite gave them this uh, power so even very heavy fortifications they could be able to destroy And it became like Brahmastra. like today we have brahmos in india and uh, your opponents are not able to detect or able to destroy it because of its super high speed so similarly at that time dynamite was very powerful because it was destroying they can destroy a whole uh, wall stone wall and you can able to easily defeat your enemy and it became like a undefeatable weapon so that is how these invasions became very prominent. Uh, we were moving from continent to continent and conquering the other world. So it was a major uh, thing uh, to uh, what happened after all these conquests, because they were able to consolidate the humans and big and uh, I mean big, uh, build a bigger empires. And bigger empires means more power because your your economy is big, your military power is big, people under your command is big. So they were able to expand the human uh, civilization, or human civilizational uh, nature. So this is a very major, big dynamite discovery, or uh, invention because dynamite as such is not available in nature. Okay. So how are how humans really discover and invent things? See, we know. I mean, this is a very uh, coined uh, sentence. Necessity is the mother of invention. So if you have a necessity, then it generates demand. Everybody wants it. Then what happens, so people who are in the trade and commerce or maybe government, they look for, they treat that as a problem area because everybody is asking. Then you try to find a solution and that demand becomes a pressure point and urgently somebody has to seek a solution. So they explore the world around you like nature or maybe any other mode, whatever you are using your knowledge to try to explore and then you make a discovery. The discovery is easy because it is already there. And maybe you are looking with a special focus like how can i make like for example let us take the example of iron people wanted a a very hard material to cut trees so that hard material should be tougher than wood so then that was a demand generated and people were looking and they found out that okay this material in meteorite is very powerful very strong similarly how do we do that so so they, they discovered iron iron was available then they started using it then they started to make how to make it in a bigger size scale it up so they found iron. similarly like so this underlying demand is a root cause so for any invention or any discovery like somebody says okay china says okay i discovered it but then there should be a root cause that should fit logically to say that okay yes there was a either there was a uh, like necessity or there was a demand which they made them to discover it or invention uh, again again a similar like similar situation that they found it invented so other without this kind of uh, basic or inherent or uh, underlying uh, reason you cannot say that they i mean out of the blue they discovered something or out of the blue they've discovered inventions so for example again here i am trying to say that like there was a cold and the cold was unbearable for humans so they have to find some solution. They discovered that, okay, they started exploring other environment they found that, okay, animals are having thick uh, hide or maybe fur, everything. So why not kill that and start start using that as your protective clothing. So that's how cloth is invented. Then again, uh, like leather industry formed because of that. But whatever they even, that was not enough because it is perishable, uh, the leather is perishable. And not every, all uh, places it is usable because some places morning it is very hot, then the night becomes very cold, so you cannot wear this uh, very heavy uh, clothing and roam around. So then uh, again, there is another new kind of problem, so people started looking and then they started, okay, this fire is there that gives heat, why not use it? So then they so they started observing the nature and how to do that, how to start the fire friction they have figured out. So they started imitating or they found discovered, okay, this is how it is. This is the process of discovery or invention. so these are all explainable logically like i told you like fire iron all these things has a nascent underlying demand or there is a logical reason how humanity discovered or invented so so for example like to even understand better for example i can quote aeroplanes because aeroplane everybody like saw okay birds are flying no, even even wanted to do that so what did they, they did? I mean, they started observing the, these birds, and the, they thought that okay, having a bigger, uh, like like convert humans into birds. So you we provide wings, then you can fly. But that experiment failed because they didn't understand the uh, the engineer, the science behind flying. Then what happened? Is, all these experiments failed. So many experiments that it they couldn't be able to fly. Extremely, I mean, very tragic because so many people died in these experiments also. Then one guy said okay all this has failed so how exactly birds are flying then they observed the eagle very closely eagle flies uh, not fly basically it takes a uh in the air it, it glides okay that at the gliding moment it doesn't do any action but then it is flying and that astonished and then it, it is uh, like you you just uh, not just any uh like uh, your uh, fluff, fluff fluffing uh, uh feathery uh, wing is not the issue but then there is a something called air flow and then you need to control it so they discovered the aeroplanes so from discovery basically because what exists in nature it became an invention because the human knowledge added something and uh, something innovative new thing formed and that's how we got the aeroplane so again so all these things are there existing so if our aeroplane did not come out of blue they made lot of we know because it if aeroplane happened in 19th century how many trials or what is the kind of experiment How they discovered or how they invented it. So, we can explain very logically who did it, what what were the efforts and why it came, all these things. And what about dynamite? Okay, because it's a major discovery. And what, I mean, how did they discover? Humans, how did they discover it? So, here we see like, do we see dynamite in nature? No, we don't see it in nature. Anybody need dynamite? No, nobody needs dynamite because it's a very scary thing. And uh, in uh, armies were still fighting with their iron, which was okay. I mean, it's not like they they really needed dynamite or something like that. Once dynamite was given, they started using it and they figured it is very powerful and it is effective. But before that, they did not ask or demand dynamite. So dynamite did not come out of any peer pressure of invention or need or demand. So then uh, the, but the thing is like the cause dynamite is found by mixing some chemicals these chemicals do exist in nature, but they are not in sufficient quantity, I mean they don't get mixed up automatically in the right proportions and in, quant- in a uh, required quantity to make it a explosive and uh, automatically you know it exploded, so what is the reason behind it? They figured it. No, it is not the case, because that is not the situation. Because these chemicals are distributed in nature and they won't get, um, make a explosive mixture. So, that is also there is no natural phenomena of dynamite, then explosions, explosions are there okay dynamite is different explosions are there explosions can happen because even if you have an airlock and air pressure then it can also have an explosion for example like you you try to uh, shake up your soda bottle and try to open the little little, like a a splatter of air and water comes out like an explosion and that is because uh, pressure built up in the bottle. So that is different, okay. So this natural explosion happens for various reasons. People probably, humans would have have, uh, witnessed it. So there is, but these explosions, for example, happening in a volcano, they don't give any vague hint how you can make uh, this chemical mixture and these chemicals are the reasons for dynamite. Because that explosions in nature, whatever is happening, they are for uh, different reasons. And uh, they don't give you any clue how to make dynamite. So how did humans discover or invented dynamite because unless this question is answered we cannot uh prove somebody like chinese uh, they out of blue discovered dynamite so this someone i mean is it some idea like suddenly somebody can get it in dreams no because unless otherwise you see something and you know that okay it's a incremental thing look i mixed up and something exploded then I tried to refine it, then I made a, uh, another combination. So it is not, I mean, it is not like it didn't happen like that because before the first dynamite was invented, there was, they don't have any reference, something like the explosion. In the, I mean, dynamite is basically a controlled explosion. So there was no reference. So is it a fact or truth or science that got revealed to some special person? I mean, that is also a very rare, rare possibility. We cannot say that, okay, there is no, because if such a power exists and something got revealed, then there should be such revelation should be happening in on various subjects. But we don't have any claim like that. And is there any unexplored divinity, I mean, some divine forces come in your uh, mind, uh, somebody's uh, sane person to give dynamite. But this is again, does not logically fit, right? Why will divinity will give you a destructive power like dynamite? So, although we have stories like the Arjuna got some Astra, this Astra that has this kind of power, but they are not exactly like dynamite that anybody can use. See, dynamite today you can, you can fire, anybody can fire a bullet and bullet will fire. Okay, So, that is not something like an Astra which was given to a special person after a penance and who has a, that kind of accountability, who can prove that he can judiciously use that weapon. But this uh, uh, dynamite is not like that. Anybody like like, like just uh, toss the dynamite, it will burst. So, this is not some divinity weapon. So, we don't find anybody making such claims. So, these are all again like, is there any possibility? Is there, even if there is a possibility, there should be some claim. But that is not the way it is claimed. Nobody claims like that. I have dynamite like this. Even there is no remote mythological story which says that, okay, in this method, people discover dynamite. So we need to, de- we can reject all these things. These claims are not true. So dynamite, and moreover, as I said, it's not an incremental invention or incremental discovery by humanity. And there was no pressure <clears throat> to discover dynamite. It is not a necessity of life and nobody wants this. Uh, so it's not like a crazy imagination So that you see something and you, you suddenly start, okay, saying, okay, I will try to mimic it or I will try to make it. Is not like that like for example like flying is something like that because you can imagine because uh, you can uh, mm, you can see in nature like animals flying that will give you like the, some kind of uh, uh, i mean imagination that i should also fly and you discover it the dynamite is not like that okay so how is this tiny story of discovery coming up see this we see this tiny slams and these Chinese lamps have become a tradition and culture part of the Chinese uh, civilization. And uh, there are also references, ancient references, that they made these lamps because these lamps are made. Basically, they are lamp shades. They are not lamps. They are lamp shades, and they are made from paper. And paper is a very genuine Chinese discovery. But there is no. Um, Nobody is uh, um, um, I mean questioning that. So paper is invented, and logically they could have used it as an art, and they could have made these kind of um, Chinese lamps. And uh, these lamps, uh, these Chinese lamps like this, decorating Chinese lamps, are discovery of Chinese uh, civilization. No doubt about it. Then what happened? So again, like if you see this uh, next one, next article is basically sky lantern or flying chinese lamps so this is again their uh, uh, part of their uh, civilization where they think like the souls are going towards uh uh heaven and uh, you light up the uh the a, a a sky lamp or lantern and uh and on the basically thanksgiving day they have a thanksgiving day similar to their uh, forefathers and that day they give, they just uh, leave this sky lamps. So these are again made from paper. So logically they said okay, this uh, Chinese um, sky lantern must be, is an invention of Chinese. Yeah, okay, agreed. So this uh, is is taken. And now the next, uh, logically they are extending it to saying that crackers also must have been invented by Chinese because crackers are, you wrap it in paper and uh, again it flies like this Chinese sky lantern so logically they must have invented so again these are all logical extended arguments there is no evidence okay there is no evidence saying that uh, dynamite is invented by chinese they are simply extending so then uh, what is did that these people do okay, they are giving this logical like, chains okay paper was invented from paper they invented this uh, lamp uh, and from lamp they are making five uh this uh, sky lamps from sky lamp probably they should have done five crackers from firecrackers they would have invented dynamite so this is how they are making a claim and but this this is just like somebody's story only because we are asking how dynamite was discovered and even firecracker was discovered you need to explain it now because again, again that is a process of making mixing chemical how did they got that idea they don't explain that they don't answer that so so these are all extended arguments only but they're they don't really fit into our test our test was basically how logically this dynamite was invented what is the reason where is the evidence there is no evidence there is no nothing like that so china claims basically four major fundament, fundamental discoveries one is compass then gunpowder paper printing and paper there is no uh, i mean objection or there is no instant question but other three like printing compass even dynamite is all are questionable i mean they are claiming but it is it is questionable that it is from chinese Okay, I don't discover, I don't delve into the other two, but let us say that dynamite has stick with dynamite. So here what is the Chinese claim, They claim, in 9th century uh, gunpowder is first discovered and how they did it, like popularly listed one of the four great inventions of China. It was, this is the story, I mean, uh, everyone is convinced about it and they again repeatedly tell the same thing again and again. So they say it was invented during the late the Tang dynasty in 9th century. While the earliest recorded chemical formula for gunpowder dates to 11th century so the recorded evidence is in 11th century but they are simply projecting saying that in 9th century it was discovered how what what is the reason there is nobody nothing is explained so again uh, another uh, uh, thing I, I i mean they have given how they discovered it because they are saying some they were chinese people were looking for elixir like some magical power that can extend their life or make immortality and in that process they discovered chemical and with this chemical formula they mix up of this other chemicals they discovered uh, dynamite and why what why they say it because one of the key ingredient of dynamite is salt which is nothing but sulfur compound uh, sorry uh, uh, potassium compound potassium nitrate. and this potassium nitrate, which was available as a uh, small quantity they were using it as medicine again this is a claim okay there is no evidence they are saying okay naturally available potassium nitrate they are using it in uh, as a medicine and because they were using small quantity in medicine they would have mixed other ingredients to make an elixir and from that experiment they have discovered uh, gunpowder or dynamite but again it's a claim there is no evidence okay simply they are trying to make a story out of it so what is the disprove okay they have made a claim fine okay i am telling that there is no evidence okay that is not the only evidence. let us let us let us check what is the data so here like uh, crackers mm, yeah so in rigveda i have given the numbers here they are talking about uh, rigveda is very very ancient from india and in this in, in this uh, rigvedic hymns uh, they are saying like first uh, the concept of we get uh, indra indra then they explain indra is another name is purandara purandara means basically destroyer of cities and uh, forts that is why is called purandara and he says that okay he destroyed ninety forts in 12 years in that Dasaragda uh, in in uh, that uh, forts were belonging to the opponent of Ch- called chambara chambara is a dasyu or the like uh, you can say that uh, asura whatever you can say and then uh, in support of the king divodasa of uh, Gangetic Plains. There was a king, Devadasi, and in support of it, Indra came and uh, he defeated the opponent. And in that process, he, he destroyed 90 forts. Imagine, I mean, even modern warfare we have seen in 19th century, even German World War. They were going and trying to occupy fort to find out how much, how many forts were occupied, or what time it takes to occupy one fort. Like today we are seeing in Russian occupation, they are trying to take take over one city, and city people will also oppose so it is not an easy process and it takes a lot of time and 94 100 forts it is not easy i mean it is one one person's lifetime or very quickly if this many number of forts has to be taken then there should be some real power powerful weapon and what they say again you can refer this 2.14.6 which says purandara destroyed 100 castle every 100 or 99 or 90 is very consistent so around 100 castle we can say and they say there is a thunder weapon. So, there is a this weapon was making a lot of noise. Okay, They very clearly say it is not some iron, like I take some iron uh, weapon and go and destroy the forts. No, because that won't make this thunder noise. So, but he says it was a thunder weapon and using that they destroyed the uh, castle's or forts. And this Shambara is basically, a Shambara also, there is a lot of uh, description in the uh, Rigveda itself, which says, he is an expert in building uh, this kind of castles, and he used uh, I, uh, the stones for building strong forts. So then, these were all basically very special uh, stone-walled forts. And uh, Purandara or Indra destroys these strong-walled forts or cities, and uh, using a thunder weapon. Now, so this is they. Like, uh, this they are saying thunder weapon. So this thunder weapon it is not an imagination like if i have not seen or i have not uh, dynamite then it is very difficult to even describe this that there is a thunder weapon like that which can destroy this kind of ports built from uh, very boulders or very big big boulders so so it's a so there is a arithmetic uh, reference okay now there are more references in indian context yeah so here like uh, uh, one more reference like this is from uh, baba sahib ambedkar's writing where he also saying that there is shambara these are all the people again referred in uh, uh, our uh, edas and uh, what he says you see like uh, whatever i have highlighted in yellow color he says the shoes is described as producing the same effect namely release of water and the emergence of light so when there was some destroy extraction was happening There is release of water and light was coming why there is release of water and light what is the context what they were these people were doing what is the context this is the context is war and how do you destroy a large army of war Because the 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 technique that is also described in vedas what they were doing they were uh, basically constructing check dams on the top portion of because these rivers are coming from himalayas they were constructing check dams. And they were trying to open the gates or they uh, they can destroy or they they have some um, like a door kind of thing where uh, loosely done and they can in a controlled fashion they can open it and those dams gets destroyed and suddenly there is a flooding and this flooding will wash out the whole army of people who are trying to cross the river so this is a technique popularly used in and described in vedas so that is okay so these people are constructing the check dam to stop the water and this water is basically icy water very strong powerful icy waters how will you do check dam? this check dam has to be by stones okay so so boulders and uh, stones only can be used you cannot just build some uh, muddy uh, barrage and say that okay water will stop because of that no it won't so it has to be Boulder from using the stones and boulders they were building check dams and these check dams were because they were trying to the two things one is to for this uh flooding flash flooding and second is to deny water also for example like uh, today we are say like uh, all our water disputes no like you have built your dam and you're capturing all the water so there is no water for our harvesting so this is the same problem they were also fighting for the same thing so these opponents who are basically dhasas or Dasyus, they were experts in building this kind of uh, stone wall cities or whatever architecture and they were trying to create problems for other people like this uh, um, our uh, uh, gangetic plain or whatever the other uh, um, uh, um, things of bharata so they were creating problems in water and also flooding so the uh, indra purandara came and tried to destroy that uh, check dams and what happens if you destroy the check dam then release of water happens and then there is an emergence of light see this there is an emergence of light there is a thunder sound so how do how do they imagine this okay because unless they see the weapon it is very difficult to imagine because this does not happen in natural form and uh, this is a very very that's talking about very very clear usage where in the war they are using in a controlled detonation fashion. So it was already known to this Rigvedic people. Our Chinese people are talking about 9th century and we are talking about uh, 3000 years or maybe I don't know even before that. Uh, these people in India are talking about um, dynamite. Okay. So this is the reference exists and moreover this is very clear, uh, very old Rigvedic references. And then uh, coming back to yeah like uh, for example what happens to the other periods like for example if you refer to mahabharata then uh, they are saying like uh, there is a weapon called bushundi and the uh, bushundi if, re- if you see what is the meaning it is basically explosive so in mahabharata they are talking about this uh, Ghatad gaja through many bushundi's on in the war and uh, and it is basically an explosive and so they knew very well weapon called explosive indians knew very very early than this chinese claim of chinese are claiming chinese claim is how they got the dynamite is again like a story but here we have written clear cut evidence saying that there is an explosive controlled explosive controlled explosives were used in war so that has to be dynamite only so then uh, somehow argued that uh, this could be some kind of fireball but again, like petrol bomb or whatever we build uh, today, like uh, uh, to destroy the tanks from petrol, they fill a bottle and then uh, they throw it on the tank, but can it be something that they create a fireball and throw it? Uh, but uh, the way they are talking about like Gushundi, blow the fort wall, again from fort wall made of stones. So if you throw some petrol bomb, it will not destroy the fort unless otherwise there is an explosion. It is not simply a fire. Fire, like if you throw fire on a uh, on the rock surface, what happens? Rock will not catch fire, so obviously it will not blow, and there is nothing. I mean, nothing will happen. But uh, they are saying there is an explosion, and it is destroying a fort wall, and that means that is clearly a reference to a dynamite only. So Indians had references to dynamite much much before than Chinese. Now, how can Chinese say that we they invented the uh, uh, um, dynamite? So these references clearly very. Uh, scientifically disprove chinese claim of dynamite okay so we knew before indians knew before whether indians discovered or not is a secondary story but much much long in the history indians knew dynamite so this negates chinese claim of ninth century discovery of dynamite okay this is the evidence yeah then uh, like for example some of these uh, people uh, like again, I'm quoting foreign authors because uh, again, uh, not Indian authors, also various references are there, but I'm trying to give because these people try to negate our arguments. So they say that, okay, this gunpowder was uh, Gustav Apar, he was he was studying 1836 to 1908. He was born in Hamburg. And uh, he clearly documents in his claim, uh his work political magazines of the ancient Hindus. And he clearly says. Ancient India was the original home of home of gunpowder and firearms. So it is probable that the word, even he says, the Indians were using the word shethagni. shata means hundred, agni means uh, it's a type of uh, fire. Shatagni was used, and this is referred in Sundara Kanda of Ramayana. And why? What is the reference of shethagni? From shethagni we have uh, the, the derivation. I will. I'll next slide somewhere I have. So uh, derivation for sulphur. So this Shatagni is probably the root root word and uh, so it, the discovery must be attributed to Indians. So then this Dr. Opat refers to half a dozen temples in South India, temples uh, very early like 12th century, 8th century or even maybe before that, these temples are there. There they have sculpture of uh, some gods and these gods carry firearms and uh so it cannot be fireball like fireball is of no use like i told you like either it should be fired from a cannon to have a fireball and that cannon means again a dynamite or gunpowder is required otherwise simply throwing some fireball what will happen nothing will happen so this kind of fireball weapon in uh, like as a very dangerous weapon in the hands of gods corrupted on uh, south indian uh, temples uh, shows that that must be some kind of dynamite or explosive. So dynamite or explosive was known to Indians again in a clear-cut fashion because they are sculpted in temples which belongs to earlier times. Uh, so that is another evidence. Okay. So this claim of Chinese can be rejected straightforward because we have evidence counter evidence. And uh, I, I have some given some uh, temples. Okay, that we can see. Uh, then uh, so I have also like uh, we know for example like this kali in the in the right hand you can see on the top right uh, second uh, hand she is carrying a bowl with fire so bowl with fire is again like a fireball fireball is of is not like a, compared to our other weapons very this kali is basically very extreme form of uh, uh, this uh, war uh, god so that weapons whatever she is carrying basically like you can see that she is carrying vishnu chakra then she was um Trishul. so all like the one indra's weapon so all powerful weapons she was carrying and in that what is the use of fireball just some fire uh, plate with fire what is what it will do it is not i mean unless otherwise it's an explosive or dynamite this uh, weapon does not give the required context into this uh, picture some people simply say that it is cons or something else uh, also misinterpreted in many of the sculptures but it is very clearly a fire, fire weapon, and that fire weapon is uh, is is whatever we are seeing. I mean, today we are seeing all our explosives only. Like up to that, your nuclear, that is again an explosive one. So here, this is basically the sculpture or the description of Agni. Agni is having two faces, three legs, and all these things. These are all sculpted in uh, our uh, Tamil uh, temples, mm, as per the explanation given in our books. And here again you see on the right hand side is, is simply some fire is shown, but it is not fire. If you see other, other hands is carrying really the weapons and this is a fire weapon. Fire weapon clearly means it is a some kind of explosive. So in these are all again coming from our uh, uh, scriptures which are much dated much earlier than Chinese. So Indians knew this kind of weapons, even, ima- even by imagination if they know it is very difficult to imagine unless otherwise uh, they have seen something and uh, you cannot see something in nature because this doesn't exist in nature so it must be they would have known this okay somewhere they have seen this that is the conclusion so here like again i want to quote a research done by Leeds university uk and these people what they did there is a paper also that i have shared I share it with you also so it is uh, they came to india to find out how these people make the components of uh, dynamite like uh Mm, potassium nitrite and uh other things like salt petra where are the mines of sulfur so how did they mix up because sulfur mines is in somewhere in tamil nadu and they are making uh salt petra in gujarat is very difficult no because at that time these two places are very far off unless otherwise there should be fast communication or transport of material it is very difficult to say that okay these two material get mixed up and try to make something new and in large quantities especially to make this kind of dynamite it is not possible so all these materials should be available at one place in a somewhere some logic should be there how they came together so they went for a indian trip and they documented it and this paper is available so this is the paper name all these things photos available i'm trying to quote some of these papers okay so what they found out they found out in gujarat these people are making the dynamite component that is potassium nitrate exactly like the process is exactly like the way it was you discovered at the time of discovery whatever the process the chemical process or how they extracted this mineral, this material that process is even today followed it is the same process they have not changed and using the same process they are manufacturing 99 percent pure high high quality uh, chemical that can be used in making the dynamite and uh, how they make it that is what is shown uh so here you can see like the, the first photo he is putting some uh, digging a uh, one uh, um, um one uh, hole and in that he is placing some uh, basically wooden sticks and then he is covering it with a cloth so he is basically creating a filter okay this is the filter in the right side picture you can see at the bottom there is a hole outside coming so he will filter through this and uh, whatever gets collected in the top of it the salt salt the crystals will get uh, collected in the cloth and that they try to use for further uh, refinement so this is the first process so whatever they are using it's still the natural things available okay so the second picture is very very uh, interesting because you can see this guy is trying to take out some mud or soil and try to put it into that um, filter whatever he created in the first photo so he is trying to put uh, a layer of this mud and this mud contains the uh, natural chemical so how does how do they gather this mud okay this mud is not something like somewhere and how do they there is no process to find out that this mud contains can can we use any mud uh, no we cannot use any mud how did they found out this mud contains this particular chemical okay so see these all these things are there in india and this is not explainable in china because these are as people are still following the same process Okay, so he is filling that material and try to pour water next slide you can see. So he is putting the filling the water and that mud and you see like uh, he is even uh, filtering it out and try to take out the uh, collected the um, concentrated uh, um, water which contains the dissolved chemical. So, so I am explaining the process. Okay, how they extract it. So because this process each step we need to correlate the, for example uh, to the original time where they have discovered it these here they are using this iron uh, big uh, um, vessel and they are trying to boil it why boil because they are trying to concentrate the salt mixture and they refine it i mean they try to eliminate all the impurities and try to make it uh, concentrated so your uh, required salt concentration increases then they evaporate the water and you get the salt okay this is the process and this is the, their uh, factory are uh, very uh, i mean uh, um, just a basic uh, factory but this factory is produce uh, world's best uh, chemical this uh, potassium nitrate that can be used to make the bomb in this uh, dynamite and they are using i mean this is you can see like this uh, looks like uh, some forest dweller kind of uh, thing so again all material whatever they use is very very primitive okay again like, rooting back to the original time where they have started this process yeah so what is the alternate hypothesis what i am trying to say is so i have proved chinese claim is wrong totally can be uh rejected then okay they, if chinese did not invent, who invented so i have already indicated like we have evidences or we have references to dynamite very early uh, times of history then uh, you just observe what we indians did to understand uh, logically how dynamite came okay then it will help so what is it first of all india made lot of money by selling salt okay salt was basically a commodity indians ships were carrying salt in the sea to the west western countries they were selling salt as a spice okay salt it was a spice to them because salt was giving very good taste to raw uh your uh, um maybe your meat or maybe your food so you add little bit of pinch of salt it was giving a excellent taste so these people don't know how to make salt also and they started in uh, i mean importing uh salt from india and they were exchanging salt for gold think about it Okay, cheap salt freely available in india they were loading it onto ships taking it to western countries selling it and collecting the gold and coming back okay and uh, then if you tell these people to uh i mean we are not teaching all these things okay in our education but if you teach all these things then what is the question comes why India, salt has to go from India to west because uh, salt is coming from seawater. Seawater is there in west also, western countries also they have seawater. Why they did not, uh, I mean, um, got the salt? Again, there is a reason. I mean, China did not uh, export salt. Only India exported salt. And where did the salt go from? Salt went from Gujarat coast. Why Gujarat coast? Because, see, if you really see, you go to Dholavira today, uh then uh, you can see that uh, saraswati river dried out and that dried out region is all full of white salt even today their salt mining are going on okay so there is a large amount of salt deposit that is salt is coming basically from himalayan mountains and this sea water the the smelting um, ice uh, dissolves the water salt from um, mountains and they bring it and try to deposit wherever it is meeting the sea so during that uh, last phase it just uh, pour out the salt because by the time concentration of salt is very high it mixes that salt with the um, soil and because uh, this uh, salt water these people are doing a lot of water engineering like divert the water this thing that thing then uh, sarsati river also um, tried out because of water reducing all the concentrated uh, salt in the soil came out and salt became visible so the salt was naturally available for the uh, gujarat people because the environment is very unique because the temperature and uh, this uh, high salt water coming from um, himalayan mountains so these are all very unique very naturally available salt they did not extract; they discovered it because salt was available They found out that uh, salt may be used for cooking and it is very tasty. And also, salt can be used for as a preservative. Like you, you, you make it a layer of salt on your meat, and meat lasts for longer. This was very one of the very attractive thing for westerners because for them hunting is a very big problem, and they whatever hunted the big animal, they wanted to keep it for longer time. And uh, when there is a snow, they can keep it. But when there is no snow, then they didn't know how to how to preserve. And salt came as a solution and that is why they were buying lot of salt from India because so even today we can see that salt is naturally available only in Gujarat coast. So salt is discovered by Indians, okay, it is not discovered by anybody else in the world. So they discovered what salt, they discovered salt which is basically sodium chloride which is normal salt, okay fine. But this salt whatever is available discovered from nature, it is again with mixed with soil impurities all these things were intelligent enough to invent the process of refining or making it pure or, or taking out the impurities. They observed it, how the water evaporates naturally and and it gets uh, concentrated. So then they started following the same thing, like why not I evaporate the water by using uh, um, fire. So they discovered it. So this is an invention. Okay, there is a discovery of salt which is not naturally available. Then Indians have an invention also, how to Refine and make a pure salt. So, that is one. So, again, an invention by. So, there's an incremental step, okay, from natural discovery to an improved salt. And then what happens? So, now this salt is, okay, discovered. That is sodium chloride, we know naturally available. But potassium nitrate, how, as again a salt, how did we um, discover it? There is also a story. These people who went from uh, UK University, they observed because I will explain now how today that originally uh, the process starts uh, of making this dynamite. These people what happens is there is an area in uh, that is the uh, Gujarat that is basically a grassland and here they hire in the summertime they hire a lot of people from Bihar okay low wage laborers who are uh, I mean uh, again uh, they are available freely because at that time again there is no water in there area. So these people were brought into Gujarat, they were asked to scrape out the mud from the top surface of this area, wherever there is a grassland. So here they scrap out the soil and that is the soil I showed you in the picture where that guy was trying to filter and why do they take this soil only, how do they know, okay. So what happened is basically when this uh, scientist went and tried to observe it, what happens, what is the process, natural process, that is a grassland. And here, what we have is in Indian context, we have a group animal husbandry, what it means is in a village, everybody's cattle is grouped together and one person is uh, entrusted to take care of it. He has to take the entire uh, bulk lot of cattle and graze it and bring it back safely. So this is the concept of Balla or Krishna's tribe or whatever we call it. So this is again described from Mahabharata time that India has a unique process of uh treating uh, cows as a uh one of the wealthy wealthy valuable asset and they were trying to rear it and take care of it and the animal husband came into picture and uh, in gujarat what happens when these cattle taken into the grassland in mass very large cattle they will urinate from morning till evening at one place they will concentrate highly concentrated place they will urinate and when they urinate it it generates urea urea is basically has this natural Potassium nitrate. So this potassium nitrate, because of this continuous long, for example, nine months of the year, this urine urine gets mixed with the soil. And what happens in the summer time, uh, because of the heat, very dry heat, the salt which is dissolved and gone into deep in the mud starts coming out because evaporation. Water starts evaporating even from the lower layers of the soil. Because of that, it brings out the salt outside. So, there is already, I mean, all the water, everything is taken out and pure salt is coming out. So, somebody has observed at this place in the summer time. this salt is coming. Probably, they thought it is also uh, our natural salt or sodium chloride and they try to refine it. When they refine it and they are storing somewhere and accidentally fall into fire, they would have observed explosion or uh, fire catching up this is how they figured out or discovered or invented potassium nitrate as a explosive chemical okay so this can happen only in india because this india this process is very very unique to india not to china they cannot imagine or they cannot find out a natural this whole uh, natural sequence environment is very unique to gujarat very unique to india where it happens even today these people follow the same thing like scrap out this in summer scrap out this soil bring it refine it potassium high grade potassium 99.9 percent potassium nitrate They're good quality potassium nitrate they make using in the same process refine it one in a sequence one by one one by one. so it's clearly as an evidence okay so because these people traditionally are following the same process they have i mean they have discovered potassium nitrate for a reason it's not like uh, explainable logically explainable how the potassium nitrate was figured out potassium nitrate is the key component for making explosion other things like uh, so uh, whatever you mix for example you mix uh, um, coal charcoal and then you mix sulfur sulfur is basically to catch fire easily okay then uh, this again uh, is basically to sustain the fire you mix charcoal. so these are all basically an improvement but basic uh, energy or uh, generating uh, component is potassium And potassium nitrate is extractable from urea that is why government mixing urea with uh, neem and uh, to misuse that urea for explosion uh, explosive material or something like that so today we get um so it, even if they try to extract you won't get potassium i mean very poor grade potassium nitrate you get. that is how they are trying to say that okay use your, um, urea only for agriculture purpose. but uh it is possible okay so this is the chemical process this is the natural scientific way and I this uh, my my um, understanding or my uh, the points whichever I have uh, consolidated here explains logically why or how Indians discovered this uh, dynamite. They have discovered, then uh, we can see like uh, references are there from uh, our Veda time. They were using it very clearly or destroying your ports then they discovered that uh, these are all very powerful weapons and they can destroy a lot of human beings and so they um, somehow start stopped using it or they made it um, uh, secret okay so it is not used by everybody they were not supplying or they were not explaining everybody it was so for long years it was kept a secret then somehow it was leaked and uh deep to chinese uh during uh, navigation travel all these things and uh, they have uh, uh, taken out and they have started using it for various purposes. Then from Chinese, it was it went to Europeans and Europeans, you know, used it very heavily. And uh, uh, then they came back to India and started using this dynamite only. So that is the power. They misuse. So we discovered it first. We used it, found out it is very destructive to human being. So very um, in a very um, as a every day I mean as a um uh, good civilization we uh, managed it so it was now people were not used to kill each other so very peaceful civilization that is what it shows so we chose the story of dynamite shows india scientific from very beginning very inquisitive then uh, scientifically discovering this kind of things uh, then they are using it in a very responsible way then uh, when misuse is avoided so it shows india has a very peace loving and highly civilizational goals oriented society and uh, so you go to any uh, the moment dynamite is found it has started spreading across the world and today you see how it is misused everywhere so only india is uh, shows the history in the historic times also very early times also they understood how to uh, i mean this can be very destructive to human being they very managed it so it is a very a very good point very good story to highlight and show to the world that india is a very specialized uh, civilization with very high uh civilization goals with responsibility so india can uh aim for uh Vishwaguru, okay because no other civilization can qualify for this so that is the uh, bigger message this the story shows so this story first proves india is the uh, India is a discoverer of this important uh, invention, not Chinese and then it shows also very important messages. Okay, So, that is why I think this topic uh, is uh, important that is why I wanted to give this talk. So, this is where I end my talk and I am open for any question and
1: answers. So, Mr. ji, excellent talk. I request the Sangam Talks to arrange more of such talks. Uh, our talks on Indian civilizations are good, but until unless we tell our children and young ones to be entrepreneurs, uh, there is no hope for the country. Now, my questions are a few. Uh, how our knowledge was lost, uh, though it has been stolen by Chinese, uh, that dif- that is different, but how it was lost from us is the first question. Second is how to capitalize on our ancient knowledge uh, for our young people. Third part, third of this part is how to make our young ones entrepreneurs. And the uh, uh, fourth part is that one talk uh, given in Sangam talks was that we can make land fertile by using cow urine uh, right now uh, do you uh, are you also suggesting that cow urine it produces salt water and it can make the land more fertile, one land to fertile land are you suggesting that so these yeah, are okay. uh, my one question or you can take four questions thank you very no, I
0: much mean. okay thank you I will answer one by one so your first question on the um civilization i mean entrepreneur thing uh india is entrepreneur from beginning okay so entrepreneurial because there is no safety and people were as i said like i showed you like salt pitred this dynamite was manufactured from ancient times so that is shows that naturally peop- our people are very entrepreneurial and that uh because that is a natural uh i uh, mean trait of our people it is existing even today also so i am i basically i work as a startup consultant so i know this uh, this entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship or how it uh, sustain as a, in the people the problem we are facing is basically funding not the entrepreneurship part our people are extremely entrepreneurial only thing is they are finding a lot of challenges in terms of uh, funding and giving some backup or if there is a failure how do you protect them so, this is the problem we are facing, and that, that there are also some proposals how to manage. Okay, that is for the entrepreneur. Your second question: how is our knowledge was lost? So, I can show you like in my talk itself, it's not it was not lost because I told you like the process even today, you go to Gujarat, even today, you can see the same knowledge is used from the day one, how it was started. Okay, so it is never lost, and uh, like from the day of Vedas. it was leaked out to chinese in 9th century that is what they're claiming because written evidence in china is from 9th century 11th century and they are saying okay 200 years before even if people knew uh, maybe around 9th century only they knew this knowledge but uh, think about it from Vedic times if it was lost how did chinese knew uh, how did they how can they store it so it was still it was not lost it was knowledge is always there in india only with the uh, respected people with uh, who can manage it or who can, it was basically a close quarters. So whoever is in the trade only knew this knowledge. That is how it was protected. So even many of our knowledge is like that only today, even Vedas, so many things people, people say lost, but some families are maintaining it in their own home. I mean, the, their own families are maintaining because they, they are interested, they are maintaining it and other our society don't care. And that is why we say that, okay, it is lost. Many things are not lost, we need to discover and we need to bring it out that's how like i am doing it for example today i am saying see this is a knowledge which is from ancient times it is still being used and we should be very proud of it and we should know i mean we should study all these things uh, how they protected it how it, how this i mean uh, they did not allow it to get lost it was not lost no, the technology was not lost okay so that is the your third question and uh yeah i mean i agree that these things uh, should be brought out and uh, when our children are exposed to it for example you tell this story that india discovered this and because of this only today all the other civilization or other countries are feeling the power so it is our invention we should be using it and we should have conquered the whole world because you, you just look at it you now from very time we had this power if india wanted the india would have I mean, conquered the whole world in fact, that is what it says. In Mahabharata it says, Mahabharata, Yudhishthira sends all his four brothers in four directions and conquers the whole world and that is why he does just a Rajasvaya. So, the whole world is conquered. That is what it says. So, they had that kind of, uh, at that time, astras and power, everything. So, even today, like uh, it was not misused because we don't want, I mean, the, the thing is like India, they were thinking like, okay, we are a uh, higher civilization people and even if we explain these other civilization people, they are not learning or they are not understanding. Then let, let them live their own life or let them live their own uh, barbaric life. We will pursue a higher civilization and also we pursued a lot of things and that is why our uh, temples came with a lot of art, architecture and all these things. So it is, shows that uh, India is uh, continuously uh, uh, upgraded itself, so pursued that uh, higher civilizational goals continuously. Even your knowledge of Vedanta, all these things, they were continuously pursuing for a higher, uh, of life. Like they were studying the universe, uh, questioning, uh, the Almighty, like why you should do this, why you should do like that. So other people were still quarreling for a stolen meat. Okay. Our Indians, we are discussing, uh, the higher civilization, of course. Other people were like that. So that's why we said, uh, okay, let them live. We are happy with our own territory. We don't want to conquer. Let them not also come here so this is the thing okay so i think that i answered all your four questions
1: uh, i i wanted to say that uh, what is the use we are getting defeated by chinese who stole our knowledge of the
2: dynamite
0: no i don't know i mean again we cannot say we cannot say that chinese stole it probably indians themselves would have leaked it okay we don't know because we don't have any evidence only thing is we can say that knowledge from india flowed into china okay that's all we can say whether it was a stolen thing or our own people taking it uh, for example like they were selling when going to sell salt okay along with it probably they would have taken potassium liquid also and introduced to the chinese society i don't know okay why they introduced we don't know i mean these are all not unrecorded and we don't know exactly what
1: happened uh actually my question is something very similar uh it's nice to know that india invented or discovered dynamite and maybe some traitors sold it to China and they sold it to the world. It's very nice to be peace-loving, but 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 you must also defend your own country, no? So when these Mughals and these invaders invaded us and they bombarded us with dynamite, and our kings, Abir Pratab, and everybody was fighting with squads and they were saying we don't want to use dynamite. I mean, they used the dynamite on us and they conquered, and we have suffered one thousand years of slavery. So, does it make sense to be peaceful?
0: No. Actually, your question is a very important question. I have an answer. That answer is again uh, my own. I mean, an answer for myself. That I am trying to explain you. Right or wrong, it's up to you to uh, decide. Uh, See, the thing is, if you really observe, Indians always fought. Okay, it is there is no compromise. Continuously, you see like somebody or the other fighting. So it is uh, nobody said that okay we don't want to fight or we don't want to i mean if they're using dynamite let us not uh, please uh, peace or something like that no that is not the case. for example like when uh, mughals came our marathas uh, used they also built big big uh, uh, weapons uh, like um, uh, field guns and they used it on mughals so they they were using they were trying to do that we were also trying to do that. And another example, key example is like if you come to down south in uh, Vijayanagar Empire, when the was was, uh, Mughals were a very, and very uh, 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 predominantly uh, powerful uh, time, uh, Vijayanagar was formed in south and uh, they discovered that one of the key things missing in, in the south is horse, okay, good quality horse. So this good quality horse was coming from Arabia. They put up entire machinery to import horse from arabia so there were a lot of people like for example like today we see with like hyderabad all these nizam empire eternal king all these nizams and all they came from iran as basically horse traders okay then they built empire here also they became so rich because Vijayanagar started buying horses and they poured in lot of gold for that so why because they they found out that horse is important at the time to fight so, it is, I mean, if they also used, uh, like, uh, uh, explosives. The problem is, see, this Gujarat was the main source of this knowledge or expertise and material. Okay. Now, if Gujarat is close to our western border where the invasion happened and your knowledge base is uh, captured by invaders and it was not popular at the other places of your country, so there were lack of skills and also lack of material expertise. Okay, so probably something was made, but again you need to have these resources identified. Now, like for example, I need to find uh, this uh, potassium nitrate. I told you why potassium nitrate is available in Gujarat. Now, Gujarat is occupied by Mughals. Now, how will I fight in the other part of the country? Where will I get potassium nitrate? Okay, so they were they knew that okay in this area you take the mud, you you refine, you get the explosive material. But now, how will I find out? Because they, did, they never understood why this, why the uh, potassium nitrate is farming. Okay. I am explaining, like, because they were taking the grass fields, they were taking the cows en masse, and because of the temperature, the salt that went inside the mud was coming up. That's why that is usable. But in South Karnataka, probably, like, again, that holding, um, I mean, uh, taking the um, cows en masse was available. But the temperature is not like gujarat no <laughs> so the salt won't come up and you they don't know i mean they didn't know i mean uh, this, this is the reason primary reason if they knew that okay this is the reason probably they would have some done something to concentrate the cow's urine and probably concentrate it from uh, extract the potassium nitrate from cow urine directly okay this is probably is my reason i am trying to give you a reason this may be a reason why our firepower was not matching with the invaders firepower and they also went all around the world mining the potassium line right they got it we didn't get it so much that's why we uh but defeated yeah
1: yeah thank you uh, one more question europe is so cold so how did they make uh, uh, how did they get their supply of uh, dynamite uh, see
0: europe uh, got the uh, this dynamite very 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 late 19th century around first world war and uh they are basically again started trading okay so you get like the china also you have similar conditions like gujarat because they're all very deserty soil and uh, they discovered probably how to extract the potassium nitrate and uh, they also probably would have um uh, i mean uh, naturally available minerals also they would have discovered i mean uh or mine it and then try to extract it later okay in the beginning the uh, it is not potassium nitrate is not available as a mine how they uh, found out uh, this potassium nitrate is mixed because even in natural form it is a very low qual- low i uh, mean very poor quality uh it is available so it is you don't have this kind of chemical labs where you can extract or test it and say that okay what percentage of potassium nitrate is mixed in the soil and uh, you can extract so that kind of process was not available probably 19th century where science started uh, taking over become stu- structured fashion structured fashion of study all this thing. so the europeans got it basically because of the trade and uh, this paper whatever i shared it has all the statistics like how much they, they export i mean imported uh, potassium nitrate from india and manufactured explosive and then they export i mean, used it on us only so the primary material was coming from india only to the europeans See that Europeans have the same problem. Europeans could not find out natural salt or our normal sodium salt used in cooking because the sun is not hot there. So seawater is there, but how do you evaporate? They didn't know how to evaporate. Like that was naturally appealing to them, or they didn't see the process. And these people who in China, Gujarat, whoever got the salt they did not explain it to europeans how they are manufacturing or bringing the salt probably i don't know europeans thought maybe this also a spice coming from some tree in india so they did not even venture it to or uh, to manufacture salt from europe till 18th century also salt was exported from india okay so then only when the scientific uh, because europe was in uh, uh, your black ages and they went b- very bad into science okay so if you really dig uh, even oxford they were using roman na- numerals you no know, roman numerals and not our modern numerals till late as newtons time 16th century if you use roman numerals no worthy calculations can be done mathematics if you don't have the mathematics then there is no scope of making any science so all these things came very late and they got it they got it because of the trading. because by 19th century lot of people in Arab knew how to make the uh, dynamite or how to use it for uh, cannons all these things because 19th century even if you see our uh, uh, mughal time itself it was used in large quantity large scale then they started exploring where where all these chemical can be sourced or uh, things and then uh, europeans got hold of the trade network and that is how they got into this uh, accumulation
2: of this mechanism so Ram Prasadji, I don't have a question. Uh, I just want to say this because I read it in, in some book. And, I'm, and since the time I raised my hand, I'm trying to recollect where. Uh, but I'm unable to figure it out. It seems that book claimed that actually, you were, as, you, as you mentioned some time ago, actually, uh, saltpetre was exported big time from India. And via the Middle East, it used to find its way into Europe. And uh, and it was mainly exported as a firecracking material. So people used to make firecrackers out of it all over the place. And uh, India was very renowned uh, for that thing. And Europe used to buy a lot of it. And uh, but what happened? I think some Europeans actually used it and start improvising on it. And that is how they became the first set of people to uh produce lightweight cannons uh which is what finally portuguese used to come around via the sea and and conquered african coast and then finally india and all of that and i think uh according to that book it it claims that it happened around 16th century uh, century. uh so i just wanted to share that and that's pretty um yeah
0: probably i you're right so uh, see it's the one thing is like cannon so using uh, uh, your you uh, um, uh, this uh, material for explosive and then use cannonball was very popular from very early i mean 12th century 11th century and all you can see they started using it but what happened is uh, um, as you said they started making in india they were trying to make bigger cannons so, you have anyway plenty of explosives. So, why not go for a bigger cannon and try to uh, defeat your enemy? But uh, Europeans, uh, there was a problem because these are all expensive and that is not avail- they were not able to make it. They were only traders. They were trying to acquire in small quantities. So, naturally, they started thinking about how to make it smaller, uh, smaller, small uh, guns and use it effectively so that is how if you go and see I have seen okay if you go to European museums and start seeing very old uh, uh I mean evolution of these guns you start seeing the like very portable guns uh, cannons so portable cannons became even smaller cannons and that is how your small rifle musketeer and all these things start came coming in if you see the first musketeer is basically same like cannon you put the this um, dynamite gunpowder. And then put the ball and fire, so it is basically the same cannon. Very like they started using the wood and all try to make it lighter, not exactly like your complete uh, iron uh, cannon. And they try to make it. Once it became portable, like gun, then they I mean they became advanced, one step ahead of our Indians because we were always thinking make a bigger gun. Okay, like even if you go to Jaipur, even today the biggest gun cannon is available in India and made by Hindu kings in Jaipur. So this, so the thinking maybe attitude was different, and that is how we got uh, probably in a very, in a, in a different direction.
1: But that is a different matter.